welcome back to another episode of Artistic State of Mind. I'm Jules. And I'm Stephen. I was going to, can I not, can I not land? Go on, (laughs) go ahead. ahead. Jules, aka Julie Mango, and we are back with another episode of Artistic State of Mind. I feel like I said that twice already. But yeah, um, you can hear some giggling, you can hear some (laughs) laughing. We've got a full room today, (laughs) full, full house. And, you know, we're glad because it's going to be an interesting conversation today. So we like that. Um, We have... If we can get people to kind of say who they are. I do have people's sure. names here, but okay. I always prefer if people can introduce themselves. So if we start from the lovely lady, the only, well, the second lady in the room. <laughs> it's me and you, me. girl. Yeah. <laughs> so if you introduce yourself. Yeah, so um, my name is Adele James. I am an actress and I am playing Ella in the upcoming yeah. production of Hashtag Lighty at the Arcola. Good intro. You <laughs> just say the same so thing with your name in it. Are we skipping Gino? We don't want to hear from Gino. Gino, just a silent Are silent you sure? Mind, you can no come in. Well, we know Gino's here now, <laughs> innit? Oh, come on, girl, get involved. Um, yes, my name is Gino. Um, I'm assistant director for Hashtag Lighty and also doing video tech for Hashtag Lighty as well. Okay, sorry. So I'm, my name is Jamie Richards. I'm an actor and I'm playing David in the play. Hashtag lighting. At the Alcala Theatre. <laughs> I just to get it all in there. That's it. Yes, my name's Daniel Bailey. Uh, I co-own a production company called Black Apron Entertainment who are putting on this production of Hashtag Lighting and for the show I am producing. Way. So we have a big team in the building. Yeah. And as you heard, they are the cast and creatives of Hashtag Lighty, which is um, happening at the Arcola Theatre from the 12th, am I saying it right? The 12th of November? The 14th of November. 14th. 14th. Ah, 14th. No, because I really wanted to do it off my head because I probably did my research. The 14th of November to the 2nd of December. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Don't show up on the 12th, we won't let you in. Um, so yeah, we have them in the building. So welcome, welcome guys to Artistic State of Mind. Thank, Thank you for you coming on. Thank you um, it's great to have you guys on here. Um, just quickly, before we had a couple of questions for everybody, um, if you guys want to answer. So I think you mentioned, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to answer. So um, you mentioned, if you can quickly kind of mention who you play um you said you play ella that's right um yeah. and tell us a bit about the character ella okay so uh, without giving too much away about the play because we want people to go and see it <laughs> <laughs> so um ella is a 16 year old girl who runs a uh, youtube vlog um a makeup channel which she is prompted by her followers to call hashtag lighty hence the title of the play um she is an incredibly naive um young girl and she kind of as her channel grows so does her confidence and her idea of who she is and um essentially she makes a video about her family that goes online and then goes viral and the play kind of explores um I guess mixed race identity through kind of um, the internet's responses to that video. So yeah, Ella Ella is kind of the channel through which um, everything kind of unfolds, but she's basically just a young girl with (laughs) a big head. Cool, great. And Jamie, who do you play? Uh, um, So I play a character called David and he is, so the the family is a family of mixed race siblings. um, And David is, 
he's not married to. He's he's the partner of the oldest sister, Melissa. Um, and they both work at a publishing company. And uh, I mean, how, how much do I how much do I say? He he's basically he's um he's he's sort of the outsider of of the family. I mean, mm-hmm. being being white, he he doesn't quite <laughs> he doesn't quite get you know what what goes on throughout the play and he's always he's always just trying to kind of say the right thing and do the best thing with regards to the family with regards to melissa because he he loves her but sometimes it comes off a little bit wrong <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we'll see yeah. that <laughs> i mean sweet. in the best possible way he, he never means it maliciously but mm-hmm. he just he uh He's well intentioned, mouth. I think. Yeah. But um But there's a num there's a number of points where you're like Yeah, perhaps yeah. not quite woke enough. Oh okay. Let's put it that way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I do. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. So going on to that, tell us your journey into kind of like theatre and what you do now. And this is to everybody, mm-hmm. by no, the way. This is to everyone, yeah. This is to everyone. So who wants to start? Um okay cool yeah i'll start um so <laughs> my journey like. into theater or yeah or just kind your... of how i got here yeah um so i've been acting um in amateur production since i was maybe 13 14 so since secondary school but um i went to the university of bristol after having done a b-tech at richmond college um and um yeah, I studied drama there, but it was a much more kind of academic course. Mm. But I always knew I wanted to act. I think I kind of went a, a little bit to, to prove to myself that acting was really what I wanted. I didn't want to go into something more academic or into production skills, for example. Um, and um, when I was studying at Bristol, I did a, a lot of shows um, with the societies at the university there. Um, a lot of theatre productions. And I kind of got my first few film credits there as well. Um, and then when I left, really, I've just been hustling a lot <laughs> really just I have been yeah <laughs> I've really just been trying to be out there you know do it um as much as I can in terms of kind of student films and and low budget projects feature films short films web series um and theater productions and uh just before Christmas last year I got uh, an email through from my agent to say that I'd got this produ- uh, an audition for this production called hashtag lighty and I looked at the email and I thought this is something I really need to do. Like I did, before I ever read the script, I knew this was something I'm going to need to do. And I read the play three times when oh, I, wow. when I, because they sent me the full script, and I worked very, very hard for that audition. And thankfully, they they gave me the role. And yeah, and here we are. Welcome. We did a, had a role. <laughs> As if he said, "You're welcome." <laughs> thank you. No, really, thank you. I it's, made it happen. Very, yeah, You're it has. It's been a real life changing experience, actually. But um, yeah, the play did very well, and and here we are. We're coming here back. We are back Yay. again. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so yeah, that's me. Um, as is Gino speaking. Sorry, I'm not prepared today. I was supposed to be the driver. So. <laughs> You're so much many more titles. Than <laughs> um, for me, this journey, in all honesty, began when I was like five years old. Um, I used to do like acting at the Battersea Art Centre, um, and then from that, my mum started putting me in like extras, like doing extras and like mm. commercials, and I wasn't really into it. As you can tell, I'm not really someone who like like to be in front of the activity, but I yeah. still love the creative side of it. And mm. when I was on set, I think I was about six or seven, um, 
I remember I just wanted to keep on saying, like, copying the director. So the director put a hat on me and named me, like, 25th AD or something <laughs> like that. And it just, it just literally stuck with me ever then. It was just like, I really want to, like, I want to do what he was doing, mm. basically. Um, so, yeah, I studied drama in, well, theatre production in, for my A-levels. I went to uni, did television production at university. Um, I didn't do my intro properly because, as I said, I'm not prepared. <coughs> I haven't got any water. My throat's dry. He's <laughs> yeah, seizing up. Yeah. That's right. That's right here. My jacket's still on. Like. <laughs> Appreciate it. Just because we ain't got visuals, I've just been handed a bit of water. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so, um, and then basically, I actually met, uh, so the writer, Lynette Linton, she's a third of Black Apron Entertainment. Um, company. Um, I'm a third of Black Apron Entertainment, as Daniel introduced himself as well. He's the other third of Black Apron Entertainment. Um, so we've we basically we met while we was actually working um, before we actually got into uni. Actually, funny enough, um, and we all knew that we had the we were friends, and we all knew that we had the same kind of drive and the same things that we wanted to do. And Lynette was very passionate about theatre, and I was doing theatre at the time, but I was very also passionate about film. Um, so yeah, we just come, we, we came together and um, we've done quite a few projects, some big, some small. Um, and this just happens to be like one of our largest one. And that's um, written this play. I think the first time we did research and for it was like three years ago. Um, and she's just not given up. Um, and we've kind of grown with that as well. So we were very small, like not really doing anything at that time. And then all of our other aspects of what we were doing in our work in terms of like the media and the industry was growing as this play was growing. Um, so we've kind of just come on this path like gradually and organically in terms of just like wanting to create. I mean, this just has, happens to be a project that um, we've been able to create and continue to create over and over again. So um, yeah, that that's how we're here today. Yeah, well, how I'm here today. I think that was the question. That was the question, right? <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah. That was the trying question. to keep it on point. <laughs> that was, yeah, I'll definitely. Try. <laughs> yeah, so I... Well, I, d I did zoology at university and it was... I'll be honest, I didn't zoology. Yeah, so and it was it was at uni that I I think I saw a flyer for can you can you sing can you act and I I hadn't really done either, but I was like yeah, I like a I like a croon to my guitar, um so I went for it and, and got a, a a part in a musical and I did musicals and I did sort of pantomimes nothing serious at uni and then afterwards I think I realised that. I was just not cut out to be a zoologist. <laughs> uh, there was a lot of maths and statistics that I never counted on. And so I, I picked the, the, what I thought was the easy way out, which was to go to drama school. And I applied and got in and did three years at Oxford School of Drama. And then kind of sort of focus on theatre. And then uh, moved to London and did some theatre shows. And then, yeah, so, I mean, it sounds wanky that, you know, when I... Like when I read the script, it was amazing, and I knew I had to do it. But, but like, but you see a lot of you see a lot of crap, a lot of you know really shit sort of you know small budget. We can't afford to pay you, and we haven't really written a very good project. But do you want to come and do it anyway? But this one really just stood out. I mean, way above the rest. And so, and and just like you, I was like, I want this part. I really want this part. Um, and, and Ricky, the director, is very good. Ricky Beale Blair, who's, um, who's directing, is very good at uh, discovering new talent. So he kind of championed the net um, and, and he pushes people and, and he also kind of picks people out of obscurity or, you know, he, yeah. he doesn't just go with the easy option of who I've worked with before. He likes to kind of work with new people. 
Which is great because I wouldn't be here today otherwise. Cool. Thanks, Ricky. And yourself. (laughs) Sweet. Um, I mean, the latter part of my story probably would just mirror a lot of what Gina said, but I think um, in in school I did drama and I really enjoyed that. And I guess similar to Gina as well, I wasn't the most confident performer, but I definitely enjoyed like the story writing and kind of all of the behind the scenes sort of stuff. So I really kind of kind of focused on that. And then around the time that I met. You know, and Lynette, I was like entering writing competitions and stuff like that, just like kind of local borough-wide stuff, and um, got like quite a bit of success in that as well, and was getting kind of short films I'd written, commissioned and produced, and then it was around that time that sort of my friendship with Gino and Lynette really started to sort of strengthen, and then we kind of developed a relationship where we motivated each other, we encouraged each other, we supported each other, and we kind of. Yeah, like encouraged each other to really go for like this art and this craft and like you know said we created black Apen entertainment out of the place that we actually met as friends that's a different answer for a different question <laughs> <laughs> and um you met in an apron <laughs> basically <laughs> yeah literally and um yeah ever since since then year by year it's just grown slowly and we've kind of done it a lot of it independently a lot of it's been trial and error a lot of it's been just giving it a hundred percent effort and just just seeing what what comes out the other end and we've been fortunate enough to have those support systems in place which means that we've continued to progress um so yeah i think a lot of it's just been hard work determination and good friends cool cool amen 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 Amen. yeah (laughs) i've got i've got a quick question i've got a quick question for all of you this is just a one-worded answer so if you weren't in the creative industry, what exactly would we be doing right now? One word answers, all of you. That's hard, you know. I know exactly what I'd be doing. Okay, go ahead. Um, teaching. Teaching. What yeah. would you be teaching? Uh, I am very passionate about working with young people, especially from um, disadvantaged backgrounds. So I would be working um, at, at, in a primary school, Key Stage 1 students. Absolutely adore them. Yeah, that's where I'd be. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to say, (laughs) I'm going to say, um, IT. Yeah. Not that I, not that I've studied it, so I would be able to get into it. But if I hadn't picked that, I probably would have gone down that path. Um, And the reason why I say that is, um, I think for what I do in terms of with the creative, I do also love the technical aspect of it. So I do love the edits. I do love like the cinematography. I do love the technicalities of the equipment that we're using and stuff. So I think, that's kind of like my other passion is like technically like seeing something like grow from nothing. So I think IT is like the closest to that. So I'm, I'm cheating because it's still a creative path. It's like, <laughs> I like the birth of nothing becoming something. So um yeah, so I think, yeah. IT. Never as IT sounded so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I write stories, this is what I do. <laughs> is, is this, is this the, the thing that we would love to be doing or the thing that we'd probably be doing if we weren't doing this? Be yeah, gorgeous. probably doing if you weren't if you weren't doing this. All right. just another in another life an alternative. Oh wait, no, that sounds like a different one. Parallel universe. Well, yeah, so I'd I'd love to say yeah, animals, but the thing is, is that would I? Well, because because I'd probably be teaching as well. I am I'm I'm a motorcycle constructor, so I'm a teacher as as well. Yeah. Um, that's the thing with a lot of actors. You, you kind of have to have a second, maybe even a third <laughs> job. Um, so I've taken up many more words than I was allowed. <laughs> cool. 
And you? Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I guess I have kind of played it safe that my my degree is in landscape architecture. So, and I do really? work in. Well, that's very different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it, it is, but for me, it all comes under the creative bracket because it's about designing mm. like public realm and public space and whatnot. Um, so I probably would have just stayed on that path and maybe got a job like in an office somewhere designing parks and open space. Did you say public rum? <laughs> Only you would think rum. <laughs> you snuck off to the bar after rehearsing today. So. <laughs> I didn't have anything to drink. <laughs> no, rum, rum, public rum. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, probably <laughs> working in that sort of industry. Cool, cool. So, so on to our first first kind of like topic. It's not really a topic, it's our first segment, right? Yeah. What's the downbeat? So what's been happening in regards to theatre, film, uh, TV and music and all that jazz, Stephen? Um, well, I'm going to start off with just TV-wise. I don't know if any of you watch um, Insecure, but and with Issa Rae and all these kinds of brilliant actors in there. But it's um, she's going to be writing a new show with another um, writer as well called let me find the name quickly because i'm scrolling through um her name is angela flournoy um and they're going to be writing up a hbo drama family drama and it's going to be set in the 90s and and set in los angeles as well which is going to be really really good so yeah um so it's going to be good to good to see what they can bring up um, or come up with because I know Issa Rae is a really great writer and creator yeah, it'll be quite well, interesting so. to see what Issa can do outside of Insecure and obviously we know her work from Awkward Black um, Awkward Black Girl mm-hmm. Story yeah, yeah. Story and I watched it as well. So it'll be quite <coughs> interesting to see what her element is like outside of mm. you know that kind of like realm and energy to kind of see her do something more drama than comedy yeah so i'm definitely looking forward to it have you guys heard about this or and stuff what's insecure just quickly i don't i don't i feel like it's, I've it's heard it. it's, yeah it's like it's like she Go landed on. a tv show off of the back of doing a web series so she did a web series first mm-hmm. um the reason why I know this, funny enough, I haven't watched it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Where have you been? Not, not, not to plug, um, but a short film that um, we did, Black Apron did, I was directing and writ, I wrote, I keep on getting my grammar wrong, Lynette's going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Lynn. Um, actually premiered in New York when she was premiering Insecure. Oh, and okay. she was the buzz of the town. Everyone was going crazy for her. Like wow. the CEOs of HBO were there and doing a panel with Russell Simmons and they were like, what she does with the pen is like art, like she paints magic. And so we're listening to her story. And mm-hmm. yeah, basically she had this YouTube channel um, and it was mega successful. And she ended up turning into a, a TV show, but it's, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be like really real. It's really yeah, hard hitting, like it, unique, a beautiful storytelling. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree being that I watched it. <laughs> and I probably watched season one probably three times. Cause that's wow. what I do. I tend, I tend to watch series over yeah. and over again. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of watched it three times before the second series came yeah. out. And I'm probably due to watch the second series again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, cause um, like you said, brilliant storytelling. It's just so real yeah, in the sense that it talks about, it's literally the life of 20 somethings in LA and what they go through within their kind of friendship circles and the people they're just around and work and yeah. work environment is just so real. And sometimes we miss stories like that, you know, where we just want to see people just go to work <laughs> and just do regular <laughs> stuff yeah. and yeah. go to parties in the yeah. day and, you know, have <laughs> shit relationships. Yeah. We want to see that sometimes, yeah. you know, it's all well and good kind of seeing the, 
you know, the crime, there's nothing wrong with like drama, like intense drama where, mm. you know, a, a police detective is trying to solve a crime. But sometimes we want to see that, you know, that element of fun. And with Insecure and with what Issa does, she really kind of like really sets that story and, and, and it's hilarious as well. Mm. And even as like, um, I think I was saying this in our last episode, um, even as someone who's black British, I get the jokes. I understand oh, yeah. it yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's 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 kind of universal in in it in itself because I kind of understand yeah. Even if I was, it some of the stories mirror kind of like friendship and relationships mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that you know friends and my friends might have had and stuff like that. So it's extremely universal. Yeah. So that's why I kind of feel like yes, Issa, do your thing. That's why people like Heron and Donald Glover are particularly oh, yes. mm. popular because. I mean, Atlanta is hugely satirical. Like, it's it's it, it, very intelligent writing. And I'm so excited for that he's been commissioned to write another season of it. But the thing that makes it so successful is that it's just a show about people. And, mm. you know, we can relate to that. We, there are people in that that are going on journeys that we can understand because mm. they're not blown way out of proportion. Like, yes, it's satirical. Yes, it's kind of tongue-in-cheek. Duh, 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 but you can see yourself in it. Um, yeah. And that makes it enjoyable absolutely on another level yeah awesome i just wanted to it's a bit of news there so hopefully we'll be seeing what what they've got do you know when it's coming out i think sometime next year but we'd have to wait and see you know with ryan it it can take a while yeah Yeah, i know she's she's gone back into the writing room for insecure season three so so. (laughs) you are on play (laughs) she's busy she ain't got time so you know she's trying to squeeze all the time she has to do this and to do that so you know but in other news has um any Stranger Things fans in the mm. Yes, massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. started watching season Seasons. two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. How many episodes down are you? I'm only, I'm only one episode. Three or four? I'm really? no, no, no. <laughs> 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 I'm like, you know. Oh, no. I've never seen it. No. no. Yeah. Don't say that. Hey, let me give you the mic. <laughs> Tell us why. Explain yourself. You know what? It's awful. Like, there's so much good TV. There's so, and yeah, I've never before until like two and a half months ago. I'd never watched Game of Thrones, so yeah. I watched seven seasons of Game of Thrones. Like, that's nearly seventy hours <laughs> of television. How long did it take you to watch yeah. Pillage? I mean, I watched it in an, in a month and a half. Oh, wow. But like, obviously, like emotionally, like I went through quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just really not like and I, like people are like, yeah, yeah, Stranger Things, yeah, 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 but it's weird. So, you know, and I was like, well, I've just gone through quite a lot. So maybe I'll just leave it for a minute. (laughs) I'm getting there, but like... But you're right, there is so much good stuff. And and you've got Amazon, you've got Netflix and and all the other things. But you kind of have to to pick and choose what you watch. And you'll have the, I don't know, because there's still stuff that people talk about, like... uh, uh, West Wing from you know, back in the day in 24 yeah, people were like yeah. why you never really watched yeah, that and I was like yeah. Uh, yeah but it's too late now there's other yeah. stuff yeah. Yeah. No, but and there's so much of it to catch yeah, up but, on but like, it's oh, true that's the, that's the whole joy of kind of like binge watching loads of things yeah I, I do like a binge watch yeah because <laughs> I tend to kind of like I still haven't watched the latest season of Game of Thrones people are slightly judging me a little oh. bit no, 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 but I there's a either. reason why because I like to binge watch so, and so, I know so. I've still got plenty of time because it's not coming back to 2019 so there's no rush it's true you know because I feel like of it, I'm going to be like, damn it, I wonder what's the next episode. And there's no next episode, so yeah. it's always kind of good to kind of just be like, I come, I've got time till the next but one. How comes are you up. binge watching the same series twice when there's so much just 
Do you want to get onto new stuff? It's because it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Do you know what? Sometimes like it's good. And there's so many one-liners yeah, yeah. that I just felt like, oh my God, that, that that I can still laugh at over mm-hmm. and over again. And plus with comedies, they're normally half an hour, 20 minutes. Yeah. So it, Which makes them much easier yeah. to, to kind of digest. Like digest and watch. Yeah. But I'm actually currently, funny enough, I'm currently watching Suits. So I started watching it when it first came out yeah. and then I stopped watching it. Yeah, so I, I started season five and I'm already on season six and I started... Uh, don't judge me, guys. <laughs> I started to Sunday evening. I don't so blame I've, you. I've, I've literally so watched one pace. season already, already mm. and I'm on to the season six. So <laughs> I've got season seven to watch. So that's how I tend to kind of do things. So I might start something... And like, oh, I don't really want to watch that. And then go back to it. You're going to like, be in the right. Yes. You, oh, right. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I'm like, oh. But I always tend to kind of go back to a point where I kind of remember what's happened. So if I don't remember, I might go into the, the last season yeah, that yeah. I thought that Rewatch I Rewatch a couple of bits. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. I have this um, really weird thing where I watch a lot of, I don't know if most people do, but I watch a lot of my shows at night. Um, and if I tend to fall asleep, like, during some something... I don't know. I feel like there's like this lullaby effect that happens. Yeah. So if when I go to watch it again, I'll fall asleep again. And that kind of gives me, you know, when you say you pause, that gives me that pause. And it's just like, boom, all right, I'll come back to this at another time because I keep on falling asleep. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I call it the lullaby effect. But there are like shows like Stranger Things, Game of Thrones. I, I, it's really interesting as a, a, a creative, as a writer, to, to see how to connect to so many people of different like diversity. Like it, it's just like, you can connect to it. I really hate like, well, not hate. I really dislike like ghouls, ghosts, all those spiritual things. It's just really something I wasn't brought up. I wasn't allowed to watch that type of TV mm. when I was younger. I um, and so when like The Walking Dead, like I've heard people rant and rave about it for years and I was like, I'm not going to watch that. Oh, yeah, you zombies, won't catch me watching zombies. zombie stuff. No, <laughs> you think this, you, you think this. Is it good? But I literally, I was like, one day, I, was, I don't know, I was just like upset with like life. And I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> and you thought, you know what, let's watch I was like, I was like. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to bring I me literally up. Said, <laughs> I literally said to my missus, like almost word for word, I said, if you want to watch Walking Dead, now's the time. Uh. Like, well. And I put it on and I'm t- I'm raving for it, man. I'm just like, I'm I'm six seasons deep and I'm, I can't pause on the right. It's just amazing. And it's just oh, like, yeah. that's wow, what a beautiful, right. that's what a story can yeah, do. It can connect yeah. and yeah. just to kind of bring it back. To hashtag light <laughs> no it's, it's it's i think hashtag light has got like an essence of that and i think that's why it's doing so well because there are certain there are certain stories and certain things that when they've been written and when people watch them no matter what background you're from even if it's specifically about background or something you're not interested in, i'm not interested in zombies i never was interested in ghosts and stuff like that and so stranger things was another one that was really weird for me to watch but when there's something that you you, you still find a way to connect it or even just empathetically like follow the journey i think this is something that this play does really well and that's why the response the first time i don't know if it's been mentioned yet on this show but i'll mention it because we're talking about hashtag as well but um <laughs> the first time we did it at the arcola it sold out before we could release the trailer and before we could even yeah because do, do, the, the, the rehearsal but that's because so many people came to the research and development because it was just open and they were like i know this is going to be good so i want to be one of the first to see it and those people were coming back and and hopefully like this bus continues but i think yeah i think it comes from great storytelling i Mm. think that's what these shows do it's just it's about storytelling doesn't matter what the subject is you've got a great story people connect to it absolutely so with stranger things number two coming back Stephen, how have you started I finished it. Too. What? Like, Woo! Oh, if you're gonna leave it's something, not, I'm not gonna lie. I finished it too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, girl! I was thinking to myself, no, but I was thinking to myself, 
where did you watch this? Because I've been watching it on the TV. By the way, we live together, so that's oh, why I'm yeah, asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where did you finish? How? Where did you finish watching this? I'm not using like Netflix account. Don't I was going to say, you're using my Netflix account without telling me, but I use that. But yeah, I've seen it and um, yeah, it's good. That's oh, what yeah. I'm going to say. Yeah, oh, we won't no spoil it. Yeah, yeah. We, we're not going to spoil it's it for good. people. We, we're not is, that... it, is it on par with the first season or is it slightly below par or is it... For me, I'll say it's slightly below par. Oh, and really? I'm, yeah, for me. But I'm, I, I'm, I'm a somewhat perfectionist, you could oh, say. Oh, and I always look for, look for, you know, improvement and stuff, especially when it comes to the second season. There's always that whole... Um, that whole but there's always... People always kind of set a bar so. for it and expect mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. because obviously the first season's so brilliant and you expect it to be on bar. But I sometimes... Uh, the, what I appreciate about the writers and the creatives and, you know, the actors and the character and the actors and stuff is that with season two, no spoilers, um, I loved how they explored the characters a lot more. Mm-hmm. You got to see um, the development of certain characters that you couldn't, you wouldn't necessarily kind of see the direction they were going in from season one. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't give too much away, but is it Har- Harper? Hopper? Harper? Harper. Harper, yeah. Harper, yeah. yeah. He he surprised me in this second oh, yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I was like, "Raw, is that you?" Like <laughs> yeah, I really like you. I, I, yeah, I really liked thing. him. I thought, okay, I, I'm really liking your character and how they've developed you, and I think it's quite mm. interesting. And that that's why I thought the only thing that made me upset is that how many episodes were there? There was like there was eight, nine episodes. Nine. Yeah. Why yeah, is there so. nine? How many is it supposed to be? What was well, last season, I think last season was 10. Was that, I don't know, 10? Yeah, nine? it was 10. Well, oh, they bumped you. Uh, yeah, like, so. come on. I look. <laughs> Perhaps that should have been 11. Exactly. Oh, yeah. See, exactly. That would have been it. Was like, yeah, that makes more sense, right? Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm gonna watch it again. I might watch the second season. She's gonna watch well. it. I, I probably will. <laughs> You've Since me. I have time on my hands, you know, I might watch it again. But yeah, um, Stranger Things is back. Um, it'll be quite interesting to get, obviously, a lot of our followers talking about it. Um, so guys make sure you follow us on Twitter what is our Twitter handle Stephen because at Artistic State of Mind or cool. SOM yeah Artistic SOM great stuff um, so I know I've been tweeting about it for the last week like <laughs> guys what's been happening let's talk about Stranger Things so yeah so it would be good to kind of get people's thoughts and stuff like that but moving on to theatre news wise um, the National Theatre announced its new season um and has every anyone everyone heard about the new season are we excited Adele seems like yeah I've heard I am excited I'm particularly excited for nine nights because I know two people in it congratulations (laughs) Mish congratulations me um yeah and Roy is a fantastic director so I'm really 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 excited for that one in particular but it's a great season it really is great great stuff um so like I mentioned new season for national theater this is kind of roughly the time they kind of do it i think they do it maybe two or three times a year where they announce a new season um so one of them that they've announced is macbeth which uh, um rufus norris who's the artistic director at national theater will be directing and it stars rory kinnear who did the threat in the opera if yep. people remember, he's also which, a playwright. Yeah, yeah. Playwright. yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I love when people know stuff. Like, yeah, you know. yeah. <laughs> um, and also Anne Marie Duff, who is obviously does a lot of stuff at the National. Yeah. Um, so they are doing Macbeth, um, which I believe I did my research. 
which I believe starts previews from the 26th of February next year until the 12th of May. Yeah, National Theatre tends to announce their stuff for next very, year. Very early. Yeah. Very early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they can't tell, you can't turn around and say, oh, I didn't know. <laughs> Ticket. <laughs> They're telling you from like, from time. From yeah, time. So you need to know. Um, other, other stuff that they've announced as well is um, The Great Wave, which is um, being directed by, um, which is co-production with Tricycle Theatre and directed by um, in Indu. Oh, I should know this because Jules I work. always seems to butcher. Yes, people's guys, names this is just an FYI. I butcher people's names. <laughs> I'm proud to say it because <laughs> because people can't judge me. I um, have to own these things. <laughs> but no, I really do try. So even <laughs> like uh, sometimes I butcher my own name. So I don't even know. Sometimes when people are like, "Is your name Juliana or Juliana?" I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Either one. I don't even know what parents call me. So it's one or the other. Um, but yeah, um, Indu is the artistic director at the Tricycle Theatre and they are doing a co-production with the National Theatre. She also did, I can't remember the play that she directed at the National and it was last year. It will come to my head. It's on the tip of my tongue, but she, she does quite a lot of work at the National. Um, so she's, directing again and it's called the great wave which i believe is also next year i've got a long list i will try not to um do all of them but uh, yeah next year so it previews from the 10th of march um and plays until the 14th of april um there is also like a dale mentioned nine nights yeah. which is a new play by <laughs> natasha gordon which will be previewing from the 21st of april until the 25th of may um, and we're looking forward to that. So there's quite a few. And also the comeback of one of my favourite plays, which is The Barbershop Chronicles, which is coming yes. back yes. in a few weeks. Yeah, now, Stephen, yeah. you need to get a ticket because you didn't go and see it last so time. And I, was, I side-eyed him because I was yeah. like... As a black man, <laughs> it is your duty <laughs> to go and see it. The show. I've been hearing this and I've, I will yeah, go and check really, it out. Yeah, really. Yes. Very so cool. The Barbershop well. Chronicles is back um, and fantastic play. It's sold mm. out, actually. And this, because I went to the preview night and the energy was amazing. amazing. It's electric, yeah. And it feels like they continue that em energy into every show that they had mm -hmm. because I could see people kind of on t on Twitter, like Snapchat in it. And it's the same energy I felt from the press night. Normally press night, people kind of do their thing, like yeah, go yeah, hard yeah. on press night, but they kept that energy going. And it's such an amazing piece that kind of tackles, you know, masculinity and the, the black man within Africa, the UK, you know, different parts of the world that you don't necessarily see. And sometimes you don't see the black man in theatre, mm -hmm. you know, their story. So it's quite interesting to see that, you know, the Barbershop, Chronicle, Barbershop Chronicles does that. So I'm very, very excited for mm. that to come back. What else is coming back? Amadeus, um, which stars Lucian... Ma oh, I know his surname. I know his uh, do you know who I'm talking about no, no you don't know who I'm talking about so you can't even help me <laughs> I can't um, so Amadeus is coming back and um, what else is coming back this is where you look at your phone Juliana because you have all the research on there uh, Amadeus I said um, there's also a Pinocchio on there I can see oh yeah Pinocchio that's, that's not coming back that's new that's new okay. yeah that's new and that's because um, the National does like a big massive Christmas kind of hoo-ha show and Pinocchio is one of them so they are bringing Pinocchio so it'll be quite interesting to see how they do that one that is previewing from the 1st of December and it's um, playing until the 7th of April 
So that's quite a long run. And then also Network, who stars, which stars? <gasps> Brian, Brian Cranston. Cranston. Do you know, oh. you know who he is, don't you? Yeah. Who, who doesn't? Who? No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, he was in Breaking Bad. Yeah. Okay, I had to test him because, you know, yeah. you're not the theater guy, a, so a, I just had to double check. And Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, Malcolm in the Middle. Very important to say, Malcolm in the Middle. Just let you know, Malcolm in the Middle is one of them. So make sure you know so he's he's doing his UK theatre debut yes. um, at, that is UK I yeah. believe so it yeah. is yeah. yeah and I've got a ticket have you oh, have oh, you God. when are you going to see it uh, in March okay oh yeah. when does it start it starts soon that next couple of weeks but um, it runs it starts, it starts on Monday when is the 4th Fourth? Fourth oh yeah that is yeah, very soon yeah Saturday. Did you pay here the nice your ticket? Yeah. Wait, the 4th of December, yeah. isn't it? 4th of November. Oh, Saturday. is it? Oh, shame. That is Saturday. Starts on Saturday. Starts on Saturday. Yes. Saturday. Yeah. So Very I know exciting. I know tickets, as soon as they announced who was the main kind of, when he was yeah. announced, mm. tickets yeah. sold out. Yeah, yeah, of course. Immediately. We know someone in that as well. You know, Toby, Toby Bamtadler is in that. Is he? Yeah. Oh, okay. We used to be in. Toby was in hashtag like you. Yeah, yeah. I know who Toby is. I know who Toby is. So yeah, that's wicked. That is wicked. So that is a quick summary of what the National Theatre is doing. I think I butchered that really badly, but you know. But yeah, so I want to know more about Pinocchio. You do actually. But knowing the National theatre they're amazing um i've probably mentioned this a billion times on this podcast but i used to work at the national but i didn't do anything i did something fun but it wasn't really that fun (laughs) i worked in a fun department which was the costume department so i got fantastic to see how they made the costumes they are a bunch of amazing people Mm -hmm. um, that do that but i was the administrator so i did all the numbers and all the admin stuff so i did do something fun but i got to see all the fun work and how they made the wigs and hair and makeup and it's everything in house everything Everything. in house um so it'll be interesting to see how the costume department will put together pinocchio and Mm. who is actually the, the the costume designer on on the show yeah, so definitely. yeah so it's quite interesting so yeah moving on swiftly <laughs> so Stephen what's our topic today our topic for today is a very interesting one it does tie into hashtag light so oh, guys can be very very active in this <laughs> conversation so <laughs> <laughs> yes. we do think about our guests just yes. now. we do we definitely do so um our topic for today is I just need to find it because it <laughs> because I, I I always put a lot of research. Can I just ask why you're looking for the topic? Just we've spoken about ourselves. What, yeah. what are you guys like? What are your crafts? What are you? Um, well, you me, doing? I I'm a music music um, passionate. You could say. Okay. Or, Tell them what yeah. you really do, Stephen. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> in the shower, guys. <laughs> in the shower. Uh, I'm secretly a singer. Play the guitar. Play the piano. You know. But um, no, I'm I'm a music fan, huge music fan. Um, I. Um, I'm also studying as well and um, I work part-time as well and um, yeah I do this podcast also so yeah but I'm like the music and TV side of it and and the film and the film as well Absolutely. and then Jules is kind of like the theatre girl loves going theatre and stuff like that yeah, I and then we kind of meet in the middle in regards to like TV and theatre and stuff but yeah this is what we do on our yeah this is what we do on our podcast so um you just yeah. mentioned film there I just yes. want to quickly say because we were talking about news no yes. no no plugs no plugs <laughs> Is everyone not excited for Black Panther? 
Oh, oh, oh we, yes, I'm we talked away. about that in our last episode, oh. and we went into, into detail. So we can talk about it, but you know, it's one of those things that we're very much looking forward to. Um, I think the second trailer definitely set it yes. off. Oh, yeah, yeah, first, yeah. first trailer, I was like, mm, I like it, but you're not giving me enough. Yeah. But I think to kind of get the second trailer. And to because our last episode we talked about soundtrack and how important soundtrack is yeah. in features and TV mm-hmm. shows, and we talked about the soundtrack that they've kind of picked for Black Panther, and it seems very kind of politically driven. Mm-hmm. The music, yeah. so so Vince Staples is it Staples Staples yes, yes Vince um Staples. song is it Bag Back yeah yes it's kind of very politically driven in the sense that he talks about you know certain things and it kind of. Touches on what's the song? Oh my god, I've done my research and I've completely. Jill, is it Jill Scott Heron's song? Yes. The revolution will not be terrorized. Yes. Oh, so it's song, yeah. kind of like the, the where they're going. It seems like it's the music is very politically driven. And mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, to the yeah. people. And yes, we're going to say woke and stuff like that. Yeah. So which is what we love. But yeah. apart from that. Um, Michael B. Jordan is looking absolutely, <laughs> absolutely scrumptious Hell of life. Life. and I feel like I want to be on his side um, but we know that's not a good idea but he, he stole the show for me to be honest really? so. really there's something did. about Charlie Boseman he's just he's one of those actors that doesn't necessarily need to say anything he just kind of looks yeah. you know what's going on know more about he's got a lot of charisma yeah, yeah, I, I can't yeah he doesn't do it for me in this one wow. for some reason well, I, do you know what? And I also questioned the accent as well. I was like, hmm, not sure. Did you like him in the, uh, was it? What was, was he in? He in the Captain America? Yeah, I never watched that. Assemble? Um, so, uh, uh, like Civil War. Civil yeah, War, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. 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 Yeah, no, but the character the character is very cool. I mean, I yeah. never read any of comics, but he definitely kind of stood out above the others. Yeah. I don't know what I, I don't know what, what it was. It, there's a danger, I think, in those films of just getting to, and the trouble is, maybe this leads us down a different uh, avenue. But the, the, uh, but DC, the reason that DC haven't been doing as well as the Marvel films is because they they have these massive CGI fantastical alien feel battle scenes and it's like you just lose touch with any reality mm-hmm. and the cool stuff is when you see someone a superhero who's just kind of you know he loses his powers and he has mm-hmm. to a bit like you know the, the Thor the first Thor film where he kind of actually has to realise why he needs to stop being a dick but that's cool the kind of like the grounding of the characters they can actually find themselves well the humanity in it I guess yeah exactly it, yeah. rather than they're just they're impervious to everything and they mm-hmm. fight off you know, a massive crowd of CGI winged beasts. We did a review of, um, was it Batman oh, versus yeah, yeah, yeah. Man of Steel? Was it? No, it was Man of Steel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think one of Daniel's line in it was like, you the review it? was almost yeah, pointless. Yeah. And no, his line in the review <laughs> was basically like, I just got tired of the fighting. Like, yeah. like, it was just too much. It was just non-stop. I, I just got tired. I wanted a little bit of story. Like, just let me rest. Yeah. <laughs> so now, don't you say, I think DC definitely do they they're just about explosions and keeping it quite epic whereas um i think marvel it touches on a little bit of reality um yeah no, definitely yeah yeah, we, 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 no, no, we it's fine. Now you can see what the rehearsal room is like. It's fine, exactly. If you wanted to talk about something else, then we're like, well, can we read it back in? 
but no, it's good. Like, yeah, no, that's, that's that's definitely something that is always quite interesting to talk about and hear people's opinions. Yeah. So, Stephen, what's the topic? So have you found it? I have found it. Now. Well, hey. found it. So, the topic uh, for today is all ties in with um, hashtag lighting, mm-hmm. the show that's coming up. Um, is British theatre um, getting better at de- depicting race um, on the stage, especially dual and mixed race stories? So, um, that's the question. Told ya! As the chicken mixed race person in the room. <laughs> um, I think, yes and no. Um, I think there is obviously a much more conscious push from casting directors, from directors, from uh, writers and actors to tell stories that are more diverse and or to... Um, cast against the grain um, in terms of what we kind of know of theatre, particularly like classical theatre. But I think, you know, when I talk about diversity, I'm also talking about, um, you know, able-bodied people versus disabled people, gender, um, working, uh, social class, like I'm I'm kind of, that's kind of all encompassing. But with regards to race, I think there is a a huge kind of, um, I've I've seen quite quite a, a, a big, change in the kind of trend of stories that are coming out because I think there are more non-white people writing stories, um, uh, writing their stories. Um, and for example, like this year we've had Halfbreed um, mm-hmm. and Hashtag Lighty. I haven't seen Halfbreed yet, but I'm, I'm, I think it, I've heard a lot about it yeah, and it's you know, been yeah. very successful. Um, and companies like Talawa have, are, have been hugely yeah. successful for years. Um, and continue to be so and there is there is definitely more people telling their stories but I just think you know the only way it can get better um, is if people continue to do so and if people you know there are a lot perhaps not kind of evenly so non-white to to white actors but if if more people are getting involved on the production side of things stage managers producers directors writers Mm. um, then it will only you know kind of continue to get better but I think people are quite uh, um alert to 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 it as an issue mm. um i think people are are you know wanting hungry for change and it is happening but it's just perhaps not as as fast as i would like it to be <laughs> and um, it's quite interesting with hashtag lighty it focuses on a mixed race girl and her family yeah um and you know i can honestly say i haven't seen or heard of a piece like that in quite a long time so it's quite interesting this story's been told and it's like i'm all about um inclusiveness in theater Mm -hmm. i like to hear everybody's story Mm -hmm. so you know whether it be uh south asian and east asian i want to hear the story i want to go see it because you know if we look at london especially we're so multicultural yeah and it's amazing how you hear people's stories just from having conversations with them and to kind of see that depicted on stage it's even better. So yeah. when I look at, when I heard about Hashtag Lighty and what it's about, I was like, yes, I want to see this because mm-hmm. I don't get to see stories yeah, yeah. Yeah, about, you know, the mixed, the mixed, the mixed heritage, the dual heritage. You yeah. know, you kind of just hear, it's either, you know, about like, for example, if I think of, what can I think of that focused, but focused more on, you know, black writing okay Ma Rainey's Black Bottom that's different because that's quite old sure, sure, sure. but you get plays like that where it, the predominantly the story is about you know 
a black person you don't hear stories about yeah you know of someone who's of mixed heritage so when i hear about it it's kind of like yes we're telling a story about people that exist in our society and it's yeah a, it and doesn't matter what kind of story it is it's just that we're hearing those people's voices if yeah that makes there's sense. like there's kind of two things going on there because i believe that more often than not you go to the theater to gain exposure to a world that mm. is not yours like Absolutely. that's why i like barbershop chronicles because the only thing i can liken it to is maybe being drunk in a the girl's toilet of a nightclub mm. like i would never have access to the you know male relationships in in that way um so it was interesting for me and you know um i, d- I don't think while hashtag lighty obviously is predominantly about mixed race experiences i don't want to say the mixed race experience like mm. there's one but um it kind of transcends gender and um and generation but um, I think that it's a story that everybody can, can access. Um, but also, I, I said earlier, I read the play three times when I first got it through because I knew from the title exactly what it was going to be about, but I just didn't expect it to speak to me quite that much. And mm. it's the point at which I realised that while there's, a, I've, I think, quite a lot of black literature circulating, especially now, there really isn't very much literature in terms of novels, TV, any kind of media about being of dual heritage yeah um so yeah i think hashtag like it comes at a very good time and mm-hmm. there's a there are more stories being told about it but um for me it's one of the first yeah, yeah. what i found interesting throughout the run like right from the from day one when we did the r&d so we did we did like a one night sharing at the gate theater in notting hill um and and right from then and all the way through because at the end of at the end of every show we have it there's a Q&A as well where people get to ask the actors and um, uh, it was Lynette as well, the writer. Um, and people were always saying, uh, and, and, it, and it, it came as a surprise to me because, you know, I'm a, I'm a white actor and I, I don't know what, uh, you know, choices I make when I go and see theatre, but I mean, there'll be certain influences to what I pick and what I'm like, I'll like that or, you know, that's mm-hmm. not for me or whatever. But, but so many people were saying, I've never seen my story Told on yeah, told on stage. Yeah, yeah, and I was kind of like, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, I would have thought there'd be a lot more of this stuff. But then, of course, you know, I, I'm not kind of clued into that and I wouldn't be. Well, it's funny because it. it's not like there's absolutely no depiction of mixed race people on stage. Like, that's that wouldn't be true to say or fair to say. But mm. I think. Hmm? It's almost in the way that it's told. Well, I think a lot of mixed race characters are written by not non mixed race people. Mm-hmm. And so they're depicted as confused or, yeah. you know, I don't know who I am. And. Like, well, yeah, I I guess to an extent I could say that I've gone through those emotions. I mean, who hasn't? Like, who hasn't had some kind of identity crisis? But what's really interesting about what Lynette's done and what I think is very well accomplished for a woman who only fits into one generation of the three generations of people she's written about is that she's really kind of touched on a lot of different experiences and a lot of different things that come from the outside and come from within. Mm. Um, And, yeah, I think it's just an incredibly successful piece of writing. She's very, very, very good. Mm. Cool. Cool. There's a question I do want to chuck out to you, to you two right here. So, um, do you think that um, do you think theatre has been shy in addressing issues of multiculturalism? What would your, your opinions be on that? And um, even film and TV, because obviously you guys do a lot of film as well. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on that? What was the question? Shy. Yes. Has it been shy? Do you know. think theatre, or even TV as well, has been shy in addressing issues of multiculturalism? I think so. I, I think I'm speculating when I say this, but I think a lot of it comes from maybe like an insecurity or an uncertainty about 
what kind of reaction something will get because mm-hmm. we all know what happens when you try to deliver something and you deliver you execute it poorly like right. the reactions mm-hmm. like it can be devastating sort of mm-hmm. thing. like your reputation can just go like that so i think there is like a tendency for like theaters and commissioners and all those people that make decisions to sort of play it safe in a way um and i think that was kind of the case even with hashtag lighty like when we pull it on at the arcola in january um even though like gina said earlier for a a week's run we sold it out before we'd even started rehearsing to you'd think that would be enough for you to say yeah let's let's back Mm. it completely and give Mm. it three weeks and we know like it's been trialed it's been tested like let's just give them our full backing but i think even this time around like as a company black apron m we've had to do like a lot of fundraising a lot of applying for grants and stuff to like get it back on at the same place that we already successfully put the show on so i think there is a bit of caution in terms of what people are prepared to kind of support and not support yeah i think i think I think with theatre, it comes down to it's still very much where I do believe it's it's, it's opened up a lot more. It there's still very much is quite a, a, a strong demographic target audience, which is basically whites. Um, it is dominated the by hardcore. Middle-aged. Like those <laughs> the are the theatre theater going hardcore. That's what yeah. theatres will will yeah. tell you that that's that's the majority of the makeup of their audience. So they almost when putting on something that is multiculturalism is it's kind of like how do we get these people in the door and that's why i believe like it all comes down to and it's the same for tv it all comes down to the gatekeepers yeah. um, Absolutely. so it's exciting to hear i think that's slowly changing it's exciting to hear like obviously quite recently kwame got um announced artistic director, artistic director. Young yeah, bit. yeah exactly so um <laughs> yeah. No, Young Vic. Okay. Yeah. Young, yeah. young Vic is more cooler, cool, more yeah. kind of like, ooh, yeah. yeah. Old Vic is very, uh, yeah. yeah. Old Vic is, it's kind of a little bit experimental, but. Yeah. They're right next door to each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the nice way to put it. They're right next door to each other. Let me not, like, you know. Really. But um, no, it is, it, is, it is exciting to hear appointments um, like that happening um, because now the gatekeepers are, are people. Of diversity, yeah, of diversity, mm-hmm. and I think in TV, um, uh, there's a show called Master of None, mm-hmm. um, Aziz Ansari. Aziz Ansari. Mm-hmm. and not so much the second season, but I think the first season he touches on it very well. And it's almost like being diverse is evil, like a lot. I think a lot of the gatekeepers, um, I'll use that terminology, <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of the gatekeepers see it see it as and this is what's starting to change but it, it needs to happen faster a lot of gatekeepers see it as diversity is a main theme it's, it's, it's a main theme so if you have a diverse cast it's not a story it's now a story about a diverse cast and he touches on it it was like it was a really amazing sitcom and there was two Asian actors that they wanted to put in a sitcom this is in part oh, yeah, of yeah, his yeah, sitcom that, yeah. um, but they were like we can't have two Asian two actors because now it's an Asian show Right. So and the, the the way he did it was uh, really creative, and, but I, I think it kind of answered a lot of like kind of the questions of why why can't you put two two Asian actors like what's the difference if you like two Asian actors why yeah why have to be can't one they both over the other be yeah. On there, yeah um so hopefully the, the those questions uh, fade away um but yeah, yeah I think yeah I think it comes down to the gatekeepers mm. yeah and yes 
the answer to your question is that <laughs> I do think um, it have been shy, um, but it is, it is slowly changing. Changing, yeah. Cool. Yeah, and I think it's down to going off of what you guys said i absolutely agree that theater is still very much shy um with kind of addressing multiculturalism and it's it i feel like some theaters are changing um in you know their approach with getting younger writers yeah. more mm -hmm. diverse writers um i know the bush theater is kind of one of them that do yeah. that a lot um and that's kind of like their kind of like white flag that it's important that we get more people more writers that represent London and we want to tell story, their stories. Like, for example, I think they did the hijab monologues. Am I yes, correct? Yeah. Is that right? Have I said it right? I'm not sure if it's the yeah. hip -hop, hijab monologues or the hijab diaries. Um, but yeah, they recently did that. And I thought I didn't get to see it, but kind of the reception that I saw online and kind of just reading kind of people's, I thought it was quite interesting to kind of see that story, those stories kind of being told and those monologues kind of being said from, you know, different, I guess, different different women um, within the Muslim faith, if that yeah. makes sense. Um, and I've got to definitely kind of, like, big up, like, the Bush Theatre. Again, Talawa, amazing. I'm always talking about them, like, oh, they're sick, wow. They're probably sick and tired of us, like, okay, all right, dear, an artistic theatre, man, calm down, we know. Um, but, yeah, Talawa is one of them. They do amazing kind of stuff. And they recently did their, um, what is it? Our sister was in this, and shame on me. Well, what? Bite your tongue. Bite your tongue. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah absolutely. Yeah. So our sister is also an actor. Um, she does the acting stuff. Um, so she recently <laughs> took that. She does the acting stuff. But look at me brushing it away. Like I didn't do acting a long time ago. Um, but she does that stuff. Um, and, you know, to kind of see opportunities for young people that that wasn't necessarily there, there back in my day. Mm. not going to show my age <laughs> uh, I'm still young guys um, but it's kind of one of those things to kind of see a lot of that happening and opportunities for young people mm. you know who don't necessarily want have the opportunity of taking the route of drama school or yeah. Yeah. you know because drama school is expensive guys yeah, it is. it's expensive <laughs> but you know you've got kind of these different kind of um, doors that are opening for people that you know don't necessarily have that opportunity in this workshop there's alt as well alt training yeah, alt, yeah. that you know that offer these opportunities for young people and those are the people that will shape theatre mm -hmm. for us tomorrow mm -hmm. I don't mean literally tomorrow yeah. but you know what I mean um, but it's good that those doors are opening but those doors need to open a lot quicker well yeah it's interesting is it because what we're seeing now is that every time you see somebody who is uh, perhaps like a, a show or um, either on TV or film or um, or in the theatre that is predominantly working class or female or, or non-white you're excited by it but what actually we and you know there's nothing wrong with that but what we need to be continually moving towards is the normalization of that absolutely um so it's not like oh wow look at this thing because it's because it's all female or because yeah. it's black or because it's asian or you know whatever mm. it's just look at this thing because it's great great why, we, exactly. why do we keep saying oh that black show or that yeah. asian show or you know yeah. that all female cast like why can't we just be like that's a, a great piece of theatre I think once whatever. it becomes a thing where we no longer look at ticking the diversity box yeah and just it. let the it diversity actually just needs to just, just needs to kind of like disappear <laughs> let's just make it because it's a good script yeah. Yeah. we there's a good 
cast attached to it or the creators behind it are wicked yeah. let's just let it just be about that rather yeah. than oh this amazing black writer oh my god it's fantastic you know <laughs> let, let's yeah. let us forget about that and let's focus on the work that's been made and like you said oh. normalizing normalizing this the whole thing and just thinking that's a good piece of work mm. you know so it's um something very interesting in what you guys say as well and it's it's i um do a lot of work in casting and so i've been quite a few casting directors um and i've been to quite a few talks because I, I, I like to see why casting directors will put certain people in front of certain directors and producers yeah. reason why and um, what do they see um and when you speak to the, the casting directors of ethnicity any of them of ethnicity, they will tell you is is it's automatically a given and it's their job to open up that but it's automatically given that when they're given a script even if there's no race put down they they're supposed to assume is a white person mm. like that's how it, how it's done the conversation not open up is who's the best actor or what story or, or what background it is it's almost like if you're a, any person of any ethnic background or mm. any minority background your your role person. has to be written that you are that and that's why you mm. see <laughs> shows that are about the diversity because mm. those characters are only cast when the diverse role is in there. Mm. Other than that, they they have to make the automatic assumption that the role is white. And sometimes they say, "Look, I have to, I offer, I put." Because like, why can they? This is just a person. It's got nothing to do with race. This is just mm. a person. This story is about. Um. So that that's another thing that that can change and 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 yeah, open up absolutely. open up the doors and and make it as you said just because it's a great script, a great story, and this was the best actor to play this part. Mm. It doesn't need to be about diversity for someone of an ethnic person to play that part or, yeah, to connect it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Another interesting thing as well, actually, which kind of uh, hooks us nicely back into the play, because a lot of it, the play is the themes of social media and, mm. And, mm. and the exposure that it gives people and the sort of... the 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 trolling and the and the and the sort of weird uh vitriol that comes out because people feel there's like an anonymity and um it is um what, what is my point because i think social media can be a great thing but it can be a bad thing so mm. i was just thinking earlier on about how um you were saying that those discussions should be or, or uh, you know uh decisions should be to be normalized it shouldn't be you know this is great you know there's uh, you know a, a woman playing doctor who or you know uh, when you know when it's it's almost on social on social media the the, the backlash becomes bigger than the initial story yeah. almost like when john Boyega yeah. got the part in star wars and was like why are you kind of a black Jedi, <laughs> and then Jodie Whittaker, you know, became the first female Doctor I mean, Who. Every woman's just like, oh, how dare it be a woman? Yeah. It's just like, I mean, what? she's an alien, like, right? Yeah, but and but then but then people kind of write those stories because they because it's like sensationalization. It's like, oh, you know, people are gonna share this, and you know, yeah. as soon as Trump's and says anything, then oh, it's instantly yeah. you know just tweeted and right. yeah, across mm. every social media. Um, yeah, so but social media does intensify. Absolutely, yeah. yeah definitely. Discussions around race and yeah. Yeah, and but as well, it can be a good thing though because, uh, yeah, in terms of kind of sharing knowledge and mm -hmm. and getting, uh, you know, voices out there. Mm -hmm. Discussion um, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah discussion, which yeah. is which is kind of always the thing that that doing the play and doing the Q and A's brings oh, 
seems to bring it back to just the fact that if if you know this play has no effect at all but one thing then the fact that it's created discussion amongst the audience to go away and, and go you know that's that's great I've never seen my story portrayed before or I'd never thought about it like that I didn't realize that that sort of thing was going on and you know they sit in the bar and they they're like this, this wasn't your regular going to go to the West End and watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, it really, do, it just, it stays with you. Yeah. You do mm. kind of pour yeah. over it. I mean, definitely, when you go in online, or I'm sure you might have, because you seem to do your research and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, uh, if you go on Twitter and Instagram, wherever, and you kind of just search, even the hashtag, hashtag Lighty, um, like you see a lot of the responses that, that Jamie's alluding to, where people have come in and they've left crying and left like saying, oh my God, I've never seen my story told like that on stage. Mm. Like I was moved in every possible way I'm coming back to see it again because I need to take it in properly it was too much the first time and all these kind of positive mm -hmm. reactions that people have shared online it's um yeah like you say it's it really sparks debate and the evidence of that is is all online so it's cool because the last thing you want is people just walk out and just go mm, how are we getting home <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah it's true and I think theatre is meant to set an emotion for you mm. you know you're meant to go in there well sometimes a changed person or just taking something away from the piece yeah. that you've watched yeah you want to be challenged exactly right? absolutely and you know like you said obviously when people do come out saying oh my god it's amazing that's kind of what you want the story to do mm -hmm. for people mm -hmm. and you know you don't want to come out and say oh well um, where's my restaurant <laughs> reservation? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to Vampianos. Yeah. yeah, let's go eat. You know, yeah. you kind of want to still have a conversation or go back to someone and say, oh my God, I just watched this amazing yeah, yeah. piece. Yeah. Or I, re I watched this shit piece and I'm just in my feelings about it and I want to mm -hmm. talk about it. Yeah, That's yeah. what I feel theatre is meant to do for you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know, and you know, it's, it's great that a lot of stuff that I've had the opportunity to see, I can either come out saying, oh my God, because I talked to my sister about it being that she's the actor and stuff. Um, and I come out and say, I just watched this and I think this and this and this and this and this. And we can have a conversation about it and she kind of understands. Or I can come out and say, oh, do you know, that was really shit. I didn't like what that actor did and I didn't understand what that, what, why would they go with that? Mm -hmm. And I think it's important that theatre continues to do that. But let's start showing those different stories. Yeah, I think yeah, that's absolutely. what's important. So, yeah. Stephen, do you have anything to say? You've been quite think, quiet on no, this one. No, I think because there's a lot, there's a lot, of, lot of voices. Sorry. No, it's all good. This is what we want. We want a conversation. We want people to talk. We don't want people to be silent like me. But, um, yeah, like, I think this is, this, this whole, this whole conversation is good and it's just good to hear it from creatives because I'm not, like, where you guys are in regards to, like, what you guys do. Actors, we've got, like, writers, we've got producers in there. But it's just, it's good to hear you guys and what you guys think of it. And um, I think we should kind of move on to what we um, are here for in regards to yes. the show is. This little, this little yeah. flyer. Yeah, it's flying. So, I'm bearing gifts. So this segment is literally our sound wave segment. So we kind of do theatre recommendations, music recommendations. So guys, just an FYI, if you have a song that you've been listening to this week that you want to talk about, this is your opportunity to start thinking now. Because okay. we're going to put you on the spot. Okay. And, you know, 
and stuff like everyone's just like yeah let's start thinking but in the meantime um hashtag lighty like we mentioned um is coming to the arcola theater Mm -hmm. from the 14th to the 2nd of december and um ella i'll just read the blurb very quickly because steven is literally wrapping me up um steven as uh, steven is a mixed race no. <laughs> well, he is. No, he is. <laughs> ella is mixed race addicted to social media and a queen of the selfie her thriving youtube channel has made has makeup tips opinions and videos about her boisterous family but after one of her videos going viral ella finds herself in the center of a social media storm that leads to a family meltdown with her identity and perception of beauty challenge can ella promote self-love without fueling hate um it's written by lynette linton and it's been directed directed by Ricky Beadle Blair. Have I said that right? You have. <laughs> What's her name? Um, and of course, it stars Adele and yeah. Jamie, and also Devon Anderson, Grace Cookie. Is it Cookie Gam? Cookie Gam. Adele uh, Adele James, which is his <laughs> hair. Two mentions. Um, <laughs> Sophia and John, who I happen to know. John Amole. I was expecting you to butcher his name of all. <laughs> yeah. We've had a long discussion about his email, which gets everyone John thinking is called Mr. Jamole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it comes up as Mr. Jamole and he gets confused as to why people think his name is Jamole. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so I know John because we went to college together. So oh. we oh, we did performing arts, but he was the year below me. So I did be Tech National Performing Arts at Barking College mm. School of Performing Arts yes, <laughs> um, so yeah so we went to the same college and he went to Rose Bruford I'm he sure he doesn't want Bruford, me yeah. I'm sure he doesn't want me to be telling people his business <laughs> but yeah so I, that's how I know John um, but yeah Hashtag Lighty is playing at the I believe the tickets start from £17 Yes. Am I correct? Yeah, for the yes. stand, for, <laughs> for the normal shows. Um, yeah. For the normal shows, um, but preview and opening, I think previews are twelve pounds and concessions are fourteen. Um, so their shows are from Monday to Saturday at eight pm, and then they have a Saturday matinee at three thirty. So if you guys want to get a ticket, again, we will put this on our social, our Twitter, Facebook, mm. all of that jazz. So links for you guys to go in and get your tickets. So make sure you get your tickets. We already saw that one night. Exactly. So you don't want to be like one of those people that was me last last (laughs) time round. I was like, damn it, didn't get a ticket. Get yourself a ticket. Um, And anything else? I also have another theatre recommendation. Just quickly. Just quickly, because Stephen is really like really looking at me. Hold on one second. It's Bigfoot, which is playing at Tara Theatre. That's near us. In Housefield. Yes, Tower Arts Theatre. Yes. So it's a story about one man's story of love, life, and masculinity. It's playing from today, which is Wednesday, but this episode (laughs) is coming out tomorrow, which is Thursday. And it's playing from the 1st to the 4th of November. So, guys, if you want to get your tickets, go and get it now. Um, uh, They have shows at 7 30 and also Thursday show at 2 30. And tickets start from £16. Um, it's written by written and stars Joseph Barnes Phillips and directed by Dominic Garfield. So that is um, it's literally with kind of like it's about love, life and masculinity with kind of like Guyanese folk story, grime, roti, which I love um, and raucous energy. And um, Bigfoot is a funny and impassionate portrayal of a young man 
of becoming a man and the respons- responsibilities that come with it. So that's one of my other recommendations. Cool. Over to you, Stephen. So let's move on real quick. I just want you guys to just throw out a song you've been listening to this week. Um, I'm going to leave it to my hands and my producer to hopefully find these songs for me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so a song you've been listening to this week. I'm going to start off um, and it's um, by these two Danish R&B soul singers um, called what? Flake. Danish? Yeah, they're okay. from Denmark. They're, their name's Flake. And the song I want to give a shout out to is Brush. Everybody's off. Everybody's lonely. Everybody knows. Everybody's lonely. Sometimes. Your touch, paint me pictures. I'll be your brush. Paint me pictures. So yeah, brush. That's a that's the track itself, and um, I'm gonna throw it out to the next person. Whoever wants to jump in there with their track they've been listening to a week or a song they just wanna throw out there. Literally just spent the last five, <laughs> five minutes like frantically <laughs> searching from a Twitter so video that someone sent me. No, seriously, this song is like so sick. Um, it's called Sober. And there's an acoustic version of it and there's a normal version of it. Um, and it's by an artist, forgive me if I say it wrong, called Mahalia. You and I were over, me and you are done. When I wanted to be closer, you just wanted to run. Though I know it's no one's fault, if I've learned anything at all with us, no matter how I there one plus one is mine. You've been on my mind for a while now. Trying to... um, um, yeah, mine is very um, popular culture. I'm going to go there. <laughs> we love a bit of popular culture. No, but I, I, I literally I heard the song and I was just like, there was something about the song. I was just like, wow. And it, but I was like surprised because it was on the radio. I was just like, oh, this song, I don't know what it's saying by, but it's Havana. Um, by Camilla Cabello, really, really like that song. Oh yeah. yeah, it's like the better version of <laughs> Despacito. Basically, <laughs> every time it comes on, I'm like, oh yeah, I like this one. Yeah. Like, I really hate. It. <laughs> no, I hate it too. I was at a party and I was just like, they, everyone's like, yeah. I was like, no. Yeah. So Jamie, your song isn't Despacito, then I guess it's not. <laughs> but maybe it'd be that because we were talking about this earlier, and I was and I was saying that in in regards to podcasts, unless you've got like a chunk of your time that you dedicate to listening to the radio we, or, then I, I don't really but occasionally I'll listen to I can't remember what radio station it is but um, when I'm when I'm working out and one of them <laughs> one of them is that actually Havana yeah because yeah, it's, it's cool really song, yeah. yeah I like it I like it Oh, my turn? Yeah. Okay, my one's an oldie, but a goodie. Um, It's Leon Bridges, River. Take me to your river. I want to go. Take 
Take me to your river I wanna know Yes girl. Sorry, tune <laughs> so people know about the and the video is awesome as yes well. the um, crazy. and it was brought to my attention because i was watching suits and they <laughs> played it and i was like oh leon so we have we've seen him we've seen him yeah for, i've seen him once I, have, I really thought about it have i seen him twice or once um so we've seen him on concert once and he's freaking awesome so leon bridges i think he i feel like he's underrated yes yeah. i think yeah. he's really yes. underrated and he just has this powerful voice and his music is amazing so leon bridges river cool yo um yeah i'm gonna go really kind of bait as well but <laughs> i think with the show being on i've been doing like a lot of late night driving like from meetings and stuff like that and the best song that i've been listening to at the moment is future mask off yo just gets me home in one piece so <laughs> i have to shout out future man it's just it's just easy easy listening so yeah big up future and that's the hope okay brilliant and, and before we wrap up where can everyone find you social media wise start with her uh, if Del. you guys want to share if you guys want to share of course of course <laughs> the biggest tip from la um <laughs> my all of my handles are at adele which is a-d-e-l-e underscore j james I'm on everything. <laughs> um, I'm going to use the show's Twitter handle. Uh, so I'll use my one to shout out. It's going to be at Black Apron Ent. So that's ENT for entertainment. N for November. Um, just, to, just to double confirm. <laughs> just a good, but yeah, yeah. So at Black Apron ENT. Uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter and I'm Jam underscore Richards. That's Jam <laughs> underscore <laughs> Richards. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, straight. I'm just going to reiterate what Gina said. Um, our production company is called Black Apron Entertainment. So on all social medias, it's at Black Apron N S E N T N T. I don't know why we went there. You know, Black Apron N. Do you know how many yeah. people have got it wrong? Uh, yeah, I, I, know, I know. You say E M T is so like nice. I think yeah. if you get as far as Black Apron on on any social media, yeah, search, it will probably pop yeah, up. Yeah. So Hopefully. yeah, pick up. Awesome. So yeah. And where can they find us, Stephen? Because we can find we us on Twitter, which is at artistic s o m, and that's where we tweet and that's where we are live on and um, Facebook as well, which is artistic state of mind and Instagram, which is artistic s o m pod as well. So yeah, all that stuff. And Was that M for mother or N for November? <laughs> <laughs> M for mother. M for mother. <laughs> And that is us. Um, it has been fun. Thank you, guys. Yeah, we've, thank had, you. Thank you very we've had Adele in the building, yeah. Gino, yeah. Jamie, yeah. and Daniel. I, yeah. I knew. I, I, thank you, thank you, and Daniel in the building. Yeah, thank yeah. you, guys, for gracing us at Artistic State of Mind. It's been an interesting conversation, yes. and we will be back next time. Peace, y'all. Thank you.